Welcome to episode 89, a very special episode of Collector's Quest. You may have heard us mention Stefan or Archon on the show before, and today we've got an interview with him. And not just about his collection, he's also here to fill us in on his expertise with the 3DO. He's recently completed that set, and as you might imagine, he has a lot of knowledge about it. We go over some history, rare games, expensive games, hardware, and then we do eventually get around to the rest of his impressive collection. If you like the show, give us a shout out on social media or five stars on iTunes. And, you know, I mean, if you haven't done that before for just me, Kat, and Johnny, maybe you could do it for Stefan, right? All right, here's the music. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler here with Johnny and someone else. Yeah, we have a guest. I know. Uh, once upon a time on this podcast, I used to interview people and then it stopped and I was like, don't worry, guys, I've like six interviews planned. And I did. And then uh, everything became, uh, you know, everyone's favorite topic, work. It was all work, work, work. And then I was like, oh, I can't just make people commit to time frames. I can't commit to. But anyways, we've gotten past that, and we finally have, we're not sure on his actual name on how to say it, <laughs> his internet name is Archon, you might know him as Archon1981, right? Yeah. That's, uh, or that's Archon underscore Turtle, yeah. once upon a time. You might also know him as Stefan, or Stefan, <laughs> or Steven. Uh, how many? What are there? Steph, Steffi. I get I get mail for Stephanie Ruiz, and that's actually not like there's no Stephanie. I mean, I'm sure there's Stephanie Ruiz, but but that's actually mail for me. They just botched my name that badly. Nice. So, yeah. um, what what do you like to be called? Because people are like, is it Stefan or is it Stefan? And it, I always say Stefan. Yeah, it's Stefan. So like I I if I if I spell it like it's pronounced, it would be S T E F I N Stefan. Okay. All right. Stefan, you got it. Shawnee said people ask that as if it's not only me who asks that every no. single time you come up. Are you kidding me? At every fucking trade event I go to, people are like, is it, hey, is it, uh, is it Stefan or Stefan? <laughs> they come up and they do that to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I call him Stefan. I, I just call him whatever. And I'm sure he'll correct you if you're not right. Nobody knows how to, to pronounce Archon either. I get Ar Archon. Archon. Archon is the good one. Yeah. Archon. Yeah. Although uh, the uh, Mass Mass Effect Andromeda, which is the Mass Effect that doesn't exist for, for, for yeah. future reference, mm -hmm. uh, that helped a lot because they had actually a bad guy in there named named the Archon, and that. Uh, but there, how does there's a game there's called Archon? There's also Ar a game. Yeah, Archon. Archon's a real word. Stefan's just someone who misspelled Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so back to the point. We have him on, and 
we don't actually care to talk to him about him at all or anything he is relately like related to or interested in. That's fair. Except for 3DO. That's that's, that's fair. You know, part of the show and like what our interview topics are is we like to bring people on who we consider experts in an area, especially um, like I know a lot, but I don't know everything, and I we should be free to admit that that's not a problem. So we like to fill in those gaps. And 3DO or 3DO no or 3 don't as I like <laughs> three to three don't is an area that I have a large gap in. Willingly, yeah, three, three do what Nintendo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, uh, absolutely not. Anyways, we want to talk about that, and Tyler is interested in it as well. So, I'm gonna let hopefully these two guys carry the conversation and pipe in with I don't know questions so I might actually learn something about this. All right, uh, I'm Tyler. I was just gonna say, Johnny, you you just have you want nothing to do with multimedia magic like Sega CD, 3DO, CDI. I like those games. I like Sega CD. I was one of the original Sega even... CD collectors. I helped create the official list of games for collectors. Don't don't talk oh, to me about Johnny, that. Tyler, Child. So Tyler, it's more oh. that it's more that Johnny just hates everything that I love. And uh, that's that's normally how that how that goes. Oh, you think that's the dynamic? Yeah. You guys collect what about Xbox Super Nintendo? I, don't, I feel like you didn't hate 3DO as much until I started to No, I it. always... And you're like, wait a minute, I hate 3DO. No, I, I own some 3DO <laughs> stuff and I hate myself for it. Yeah. Just, it's not, no. I mean, it's not, it's not the CDI. That's but, true. Uh, but at least the CDI has the Zelda and a Mario. Yeah, several Zelda. The you know what the Mario Hotel Mario? Have you played it? It's actually not bad. Yeah, don't don't ever say it's, that. It's not bad. Tyler, what what do you want me to say? Want... Stefan, how many how many 3DO games do you have, Stefan? Uh, let's see, close to a hundred. Well, I think I'm, I'm over two hundred now with with like demo discs and not for resale and, and right, just, stuff like just that. Just say but, all of them. So I don't yeah, think we've well, got that out them, there yes. yet. <laughs> I have a, I have a full North American set of of 3DO uh, CIB. So um, then that's including all the weird. Uh, porn games and Woody Woodpecker VCDs and uh, all that all that weird stuff. Woody Woodpecker VCD sounds like a venereal disease. It is, yeah. um, but <laughs> but yeah, there were there was at one point aspirations for the 3DO um, to be more of a multimedia uh, solution, and so they were they had all these grandiose ideas. And there's like catalog older catalogs and stuff that have like oh these are all these cartoon shows that we're gonna bring out on 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 VCD and stuff. And so uh, they uh, they. They put out Woody Woodpecker in the states, and as far as I think, they, there were some um, in Japan. I think they have a few more uh, VCDs, but as far as the states, they they got Woody Woodpecker Volume One, Two, and Three, and uh, and they stopped. And uh, the, the good second, stop, good yeah, stop. The second two volumes ended up being two of the rarest games on that system. So. Well, it's uh, the one thing that is interesting about the 3DO is that it was kind of pioneering a space that gaming would get to eventually. So in some ways, I'm you know, I, I hate to say it, but the 3DO was ahead of its time. It wanted to basically be what the 360 and what the Xbox decided it was going to help sculpt video gaming. Yeah, into. I think it was it was in this time where like all the systems that were around like I think 
a lot of people actually refer to it as like the second video game crash, right? Where it was just gaming systems were in this like weird space where they were trying to get to where they were, like they were trying to get to PlayStation, right? But just weren't quite there yet. So you had like the Jaguar and the 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 CD uh, the CDI and the 3DO and all these multimedia systems. I think they were trying to to get to that next generation actively, and and sort of these systems were the stepping stones to get there. Yeah, the, I mean, every every failed system is kind of a step that takes us one direction further because all these systems didn't come out and they weren't just like back then they weren't just clones of one another. Everybody had an angle uh, that they were trying to kind of capture. So so it did drive the market further. Yeah, and on paper, I mean, the three DO is had a lot of horsepower for its generation. Um, it was it was it was the most powerful of that. How many bits? Sort of uh, that was 32. Okay. But it was, uh, but it was the most, as far as like horsepower, I don't have the stats in front of me, but it's between it and the CDI and all the, the disc based systems of the time. Like it was, it was on paper. It, it was far and away the most powerful of them. Um, it's downfall was mostly due to questionable business decisions, uh, by, uh, Trip Hawkins and his team, um, Trip Hawkins was the, uh, he actually founded EA, um, and then, uh, went on to, to work on, uh, the 3DO and they had this really weird, uh, licensing system where they were going to, uh, allow multi multiple manufacturers manufacture the system. So like the 3DO company didn't actually make the 3DO. It was, uh, a, a bunch of third parties that licensed the hardware. So you had a 3DO made by Gold Star, a 3DO made by Pan- two 3DOs made by Panasonic. Uh, in Korea, there was um, a, a Korean specific 3DO. There's a Sanyo the- too, right? Yeah, it was the Tri, the Sanyo Tri, I think is what it was called. But yeah, so you had all these, all these these companies manufacturing the the hardware, and then the software license was like super super cheap i think the i think per disc 3do just wanted i think it was two dollars per disc so like the licensing to make a, a game on 3do was so cheap that basically uh developers were double dipping right so it wasn't that they were manufacturing for 3do and not its competitors it was manufacturing for 3do and its competitors because it, the because they could afford to pay the much higher licensing fee for PlayStation or Sega and then also uh manufacture for uh or develop for 3DO. So what originally 3DO was kind of envisioning is like, oh yeah, people aren't going to develop for the you know, our competitors are just going to come develop for us because our licensing model is so cheap. Uh instead they just uh, developed for everyone, and that was sort of a big, a big nail in their coffin. So, uh, does that mean most of the games on the 3DO can be found on other systems? Yes, the vast so, majority. The vast majority, but it does have some unique titles that are exclusive to only it. Uh, yeah, or like the best versions are on it. The like n- at the time, uh, Night Trap for 3DO was the the video output was. There's no was, best version of Night Trap. It <laughs> was quite a bit better. I That's think fair. the best version of Night Trap came out on uh, thanks to Limited Run, right, guys? Well, <laughs> yes. 
right? What, right? Is Night Trap no. better because now it's all cleaned up and nice? I think the shittier Night Trap is, it's kind of better to be kept that way. I think you were right initially that there is no best version of Night Trap. That, that that's fair. Street Fighter that at the time I think what is it Street Fighter Turbo or Street Fighter Two Turbo was uh, the the most arcade perfect quote unquote. Didn't have uh, like a version. picture of a Kuma on it too. It did yeah. So like the the cover up people were like oh look it's got a Kuma on it let's yeah. get there. And those giant long boxes that are, for those of you who haven't seen a 3DO box they are about a, th- a third longer. A, a third longer than uh, any of That's the other disc-based the disc-based cases for that generation, like uh, Sega CD or Saturn. It's um, about the size of a PC big box, but to store a single console game, height-wise. You know what I like about 3DO? They said, "Man, those Sega CD boxes are gigantic and stupid." <laughs> you know what's make it bigger? Well, you know what would make the let's make it so we could fit two CDs up and down, maybe three. <laughs> Switch like, does the same thing. Switch, we got those tiny little potato chip carts. I don't agree with that casing. either. Look, I look, I well, the one thing that upsets me about the Switch, even though we should not even be talking about it right now, is the fact that they just went away from the DS style case. Because then I could just have DS games and Switch games all kind of next to each other, and it would look fine and it would fit the games. I understand you can't have something, you know, the size of a thumb out there because people can just put those in their pocket in their $50 games and you should not allow that to happen. But at the same time, I don't need another weird ass box size. And the 3DO is like, you know, I see that there's basically two standard sizes for games right now. Nah, let's go. Let's let's do it our own way. But I mean the the electronics industry at large uh was notorious especially in the 90s for making things bigger just for the sake of making them bigger because there was that perceived value of oh this thing is larger therefore it's worth more money um i mean famously, it was like trump made video games well and famously they, Whoa, they did it with the graphics right like the the uh, the pc engine is tiny and the the turbo graphics is huge and if you open one up it's mostly just plastic yeah yeah. Uh, America. America. Yeah, and that that's not political. It's just Donald Trump is known for making large things. Keep talking about it, Johnny. <laughs> with his, Let's go with down his tiny hands. Yeah. We are not political on the show. We have neither a favorable or non-favorable opinion of Donald Trump as publicly stated. Tyler, please ask Stefan some more questions about the collectability aspect of the 3do because i can't think of any reason to collect it so you're gonna have to carry me here <laughs> well all right i mean why why'd you start collecting 3do because the thing that i like about it is the multimedia magic it's the american laser games games like you know crime patrol and mad dog mccree space pirates because that all reminds me of like the sega cd so i don't actually have a huge 3do collection i've probably got like 30 games or something like that um so do you just click it because it's weird or what so well part of it yes right like those i love the box art on 3do like and and those there was so much real estate on those boxes that some of the uh boxes that you would find or some of the games you would find on multiple platforms like the box art for the 3do version you get like more of it like uh doom the port for doom for 3do is awful never play it but but the box art you get like so much more of that painting of like the doom guy like standing on the hill of of corpses or whatever shooting down 
and uh, there's there's just a lot more art there. Um, so if you if you like collecting box, you know, games for the box art, like 3DO is not going to let you down. There's there's a lot of great box art, but also it's funny because like. A lot of people say they collect for a system because, like, they had it when they were a kid, and it's it's super nostalgic. For me, a big portion of it was wish fulfillment because I couldn't have one when I was a kid. Oh, why couldn't you have one? Is it because they because cost they were like seven hundred dollars <laughs> in like nineteen ninety six money or whatever? Whatever year was it? Ninety six, I think I... that came out. But yeah, so the the 3DO was insanely expensive um at the time and uh and so we just there's just no way that i could talk my parents into you know when they were used to spending you know two hundred dollars for a console to then pay seven hundred dollars for a console and uh and so yeah 3do was one of the systems that that i couldn't have and i totally bought into the hype of like this is the future of gaming because they totally well they were right yeah, well, but they but they pitched it like that too, yeah. like like this is this isn't for babies, like because they were playing on on the the kind of the out the public outlook at the time that you know video games were largely for children. They were continuing the Genesis model of marketing, right? Yeah, and so and I bought that hype, man. Like I was, you were I was fully in. Yeah, I was fully in. So so to for the system, you know, something that I really really wanted and never got, like that was a big draw for me when I when uh when i decided to start collecting i mean it's probably true right i think 3do is probably the first american video game console with like a very strong adult game presence right yeah i it's crazy because like i said this is the future of gaming and it is in a way right it it is what the xbox eventually did like you can look at the xbox as a more mature version of the 3do sure uh the 360 uh, and even more now we're at the xbox one and everyone's kind of following that same model but specifically xbox because it's so american centric right it's like hey, the, the first the first xbox was stupidly gigantic and heavy and the and the duke controller which is bigger than both of my hands <laughs> you know it it's a uh, you know it is the 3do part two so they weren't wrong. I, I mean, I don't like the 3DO, but for them to say, you know, their 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 vision was just the technology wasn't there to support their vision, and that happens a lot. Yeah. But it takes people going out on a limb, and that's all the credit I ever want to give 3DO in one breath ever again. <laughs> um. So tell us, um, Tyler, ask him more gaming related questions well, I'm, about. I'm specifically- sorry that. I- my question about wasn't good enough for the what, are, what are some no, hot that's games with 3DO besides the freaking Woody oh Woodpecker God. things? I'm looking at game value now, but when it comes to 3DO, obviously the most expensive games are not the rarest games because I don't think anyone wants the rarest games on 3DO. So Lucien's Quest is the one everyone knows. It's like a $500 game. Yeah, actually, that was a, that's a really funny, uh, a really funny story about Lucien's Quest because when I. Uh, found my copy of Dino Park Tycoon, which is far and away the the rarest game on 3DO, but particularly CIB. It was in this guy had bought it as part of a lot that had Lucine's Quest in it, and that's like the one he was super hyped about. And there's like a solid like fifteen hundred dollar difference between Lucine's Quest and uh, and Dino Park Tycoon. And so it was. It was just funny that uh, that yeah, everybody knows about Lucine's Quest, and you know that that's the that's the rarest game. But yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not always the um, 
the most expensive that are the rarest or the most well-known that are are the most expensive uh because thing about 3do the 3do market is super super squishy because there's not a lot of people who collect for it yeah there's no base so you can't solidify a market so you'll see a game go for 50 dollars one day and two hundred dollars the next day, and twenty five dollars the next day, because there's just not an um, not not that you would see that kind of sale, you know, three of them back to back like that. But you know what I mean. Like 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 a, a game would would have a sale, and later would have another sale, and they would be drastically different because they don't sell frequently enough, or people just don't know to sell them. Right. Like, they don't they don't know they have value, and you know a lot of them were disposed of or gotten rid of. It's basically. Uh, I know for people who listen to the show, it's it's basically CIB Game Boy collecting. It's very similar to that. Yeah. So I mean, it is the Wild West, like you said. W- one day it's fifty dollars, the next sale is three hundred dollars because someone was going for a full set, and that's the one they needed. Yeah. And there hasn't been one on eBay for six months. Yeah. Boom! Now it's three hundred dollars, and then the me- next one, if it ever goes to an open auction again, which most of this stuff doesn't go to open auction, it's usually right. buy it now. Yeah, it might close for twenty five dollars in an open auction. Right. Um, I mean, and some of this, some of the stuff too, like it just sells incredibly infrequently. Like my Dino, my Dino Park Tycoon, the previous sale was two years prior to that, and that was for a CIB, correct? Uh, yes. Uh, but loose discs you can still find. Well, I guess it. Uh, Dino Park in particular is is probably generally uh, very very similar to uh, Game Boy. There's not a lot that's uncommon for 3DO if you just want jewel case and disc. A lot of those like five dollar jewel case games are two hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars if you want them CIB, especially like uh, the edutainment titles that were literally marketed to towards children um which is the same kind of problem that game boy has right like that that console was so marketed towards children and and children generally at the time would just tear apart their boxes um so a lot of these edutainment titles you don't find cib because all those boxes are ripped into by you know 10 year olds right that makes sense how i mean we we talked about how many games you have but how many games are in the set like uh uh, just standard i want to say it's 170 it's really close to that um, it might be like 172 or something, but but generally it's, it's I think it's 170. What's what's the stuff on the edges of the set that some people? Is there like arguments about whether certain games count or um, not? Like we were we were talking about mental messages before the show came up. That definitely counts. Right? Yeah, but like a lot of people don't even know that exists. Um, so that's like that's something like when I was starting to collect the quote unquote complete lists were not right. Yeah, exactly. That's like the kind of thing that wouldn't show up on Wikipedia or Game right. Value now, right? Drop knowledge on people. What is ESPN? Let's play golf. Mental messages. Yeah. So there was there was a, a a golf game that I believe it was the ESPN golf game or what is it? Uh, Tom, look it up uh, for me. Zany Tyler. golf. It's zany golf. No, it's 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 basically a no, golf tutorial game. It's not a game. Yeah. It's like a a golf tutorial video CD. Anyway, so there was a. It, it's three discs, but if you mailed in your proof, uh, proof of purchase, then you could they would send you a fourth disc, and it actually says disc four on it. So it's it's a hundred percent the fourth disc of this game. So technically, even a, a retail copy of that of that game is not complete without this fourth disc. Um, but 
not very many people know it exists because like there's no CIB copy of it. It's just a disc that you add to your existing disc or your existing box. That's insane. And it is yeah. ESPN Golf Lower Your Score with Tom Kite. Tom Kite, that's the name I was looking for. Yeah. I really want to hear about Zadnost, the party's people. Or the people's, <laughs> the people's party. party. Yeah, the people's party. Uh, that, is a, that is a party game. And actually, uh, CIB, that actually comes with um, a 3DO controller. But that's, like, not many of them have come up sealed. So, like, there's, there's a lot of questions as to who's... Because I had mentioned earlier, the 3DO um, was made by multiple manufacturers. And so, like, there's a lot of question as to, like, whose 3DO controller belongs in that box. Because it came with a 3DO controller. But, like, whether or not that was a Gold Star controller, whether or not that was a, a Panasonic controller, there's, there's, there is some debate. And what about Robinson's Requiem? That is a point-and-click adventure, I believe, similar to Myst. And Putt-Putt Goes to the Moon? Uh, is that so, entertainment? Yeah, that is entertainment. That's, uh, that is a, a, a point-and-click. Um, the, all the putt-putt games were, um, very popular on PC. Uh, that's also one of the games that, or one of the, the franchises that, that, uh, had a couple, depending on the catalog you look at, had a couple games like that. There were games in the putt-putt series that were on people's lists that didn't exist. Yeah. Um, that, that were supposed to be made and never did. Yeah. There was a lot of that for Sega CD. A lot of that for Xbox too, as come to, I, as I recently found out. We're not allowed to talk about anything but 3DO, guys. Keep it on topic. <laughs> Point and clicks were very popular on the 3DO. Um, as Tyler was saying, the like the uh, full motion video games uh, and like the full motion video light guns, uh, like on games like the Mad Dog McCree, and uh, and those games were very very popular. On, There's on actually a very rare gun con or gun for that. Uh, the American God, what what's it called? I just gave you one. Yeah. Um, it, it's a it's very. It's a more realistic style gun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's like an actual on, revolver. Yep, and it's was only for the Sega CD and the 3DO, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's pretty rare. So we'll I'll I'll, me- I'll take a picture of it. I think I have before, but it, it's fairly rare. It's not your typical lethal enforcers gun. It's not blue or pink. That's right, Stephen. Tell me about. We were talking about 3DO controllers with that weird People's Party game. Did, just for my own knowledge, do 3DO controllers generally work? Uh. Yeah, but um, one there's a couple quirky things about 3DO controllers. Um, that uh, the original uh, the original consoles shipped with uh, three button controllers, um, and uh, as the system aged, uh, there are games that require six buttons. Oh, like the Genesis model, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, also, there's only one controller port. And I believe this is true for every model of 3DO, but there's only one controller port on the actual console, so you have to daisy chain controllers. So the first player controller plugs into the 3DO, and then the second player plugs into the first player controller. I mean, that's fine. No one's going to want to play 3DO with you anyway. That <laughs> that's that not a factor. The, that's Except not true. I tried to play 3DO with him, and no, he no. was reluctant and didn't want to plug in two controllers. Yeah, that's not how that happened. Johnny asked me to play a porn game. The last time. Oh, it sounds was, like some uh, good old-fashioned fun. Which one, yeah. Johnny? I think it was my favorite titled one. Wait, did, uh, did I ask you no, to play? The, uh, Mind Teaser. Oh, Mind Teaser. Yeah. yeah, so it's basically a, a puzzle game uh, that is porn-themed, uh, you know, and you... Uh, you Stimulate your mind will stimulate 
your penis. That's this is you do both. You know the the brain is the sexiest organ. So the weirdest part about that game, aside the fact that it's a porn themed puzzle game, is that like it's pretty clear that like the developer or just like some random dude did a lot of the VO. So like when you correctly place a tile, it's like some dude going like, "Oh yeah," or like whatever. It, it is the least sexy thing. You did it. <laughs> you yeah. Did it. <laughs> Get some. You're like, "Whoa, what is going on?" It was really funny to watch. Yeah. Now why why isn't there like a porn Tetris game? This is my idea. Porn Tetris game, but instead of having to make like uh, full lines, you have to uh, assemble pictures of genitalia. To unlock uh, nude pictures. This sounds like a game. That has to that be old dust Yeah, that game. sounds like a thing. It has to be. It has to be, right? Yeah. If not, that's my idea. You're welcome. You, you're free to take it. Anyone <laughs> who's would, listening. I wish more of the 3DO porn stuff was games. A lot of it is just terrible softcore porn video CDs from Vivid Entertainment. Like, Mind Teaser is one of the ones that's actually games. Yeah. Which is, that's the reason we, we picked that one, because it's yeah. actually a game. Yeah. Neurodancer is almost a game. You wander around an empty maze until you unlock a short video. Also, Neurodancer is the only one. So, Mind Teaser actually comes in. Do you remember, like, the old VHS porn boxes? Uh, Yeah, the big, like, they're double, like, they're not double thick, but they're, like, wider than a VHS by, like, an inch. And then, like, longer for some reason. And that is is exactly what Mind Teaser comes in. It's It's amazing. it's It's a porn VHS box. Most of the other porn games come in jewel cases with slip covers. But uh, Neurodancer in particular is the only, like, long box porn game that's, that's, well... I guess Plumbers Don't Wear Ties also comes in a, in a long Which box. is an amazing title, but it's basically just soft. Game? It's softcore. I don't know that. I haven't played it all the way through. I don't know if there's actual nudity in it. Um, I there there's a little bit of nudity. I mean, a I know just bit. it's it's, it's not it's not much. I, I watched I watched a playthrough of it. Yeah, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties is also like the well known. Despite the fact that it's one of the most common porn games, it's the quote unquote rare porn game for 3DO because. Um, the uh, angry video game nerd did a video oh, on it. Right, no, which it's kind is... of the the only 3DO game that has like a strong market behind it, where it's like, yeah, this will sell for over a hundred dollars any day of the week. It's it's crazy to me because there's actually a game called Sex <laughs> or a video, whatever, for this system. Which what a nightmare to search for. Well, yeah, and I think it was the the last one. So I always say like, oh yeah, they were just getting lazy. Like I'm pretty sure it was the last one that they released. And so I was just like, yeah, so what do we call this one? Ah, I don't know, sex. Yeah. <laughs> did, did they get more ridiculous over time? Did they start with ones like Endlessly and Love Bites? And they're like, guys, we got to just supermodels go wild. Come on, we need to sell these discs. <laughs> Tits and ass. That's right. That's it. You're like, whoa. <laughs> the next one would have just been porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to know. I want to know. Did it did it take you a long time to find that one though? Like, was it hard to find? It is, yeah. Like, you know, we joke and you you joke and say that it that it's uh, that it's difficult to search. No, for, it's but it actually sounds like a nightmare. Is, except for, so the only other one that's more difficult, and it's actually oh, cross platform. I know what it is. D. Yep. Is oh. ridiculous. It is ridiculous to. You search just have for. to search every three D O listing. There's no other. Yeah, way to that's find exactly it. what I would do. It's that's just, I just touched it. I just I just typed in 3do and I would just scroll through. Yeah, I'm I'm actually going through that because I want the D, sh- uh, the small, yeah, jewel case, small D, 
Yeah, I want the small D rather than the big D yeah. from PlayStation, and yeah. it is a big pain in the ass. I have a big D, and I have a bigger D, because, you know, 3DO is the yeah. biggest D. Yeah, if you if you want the biggest D, get it on 3DO. That's all right. 3DO, where the biggest D lives. <laughs> where the biggest D is. Yeah. Also, in your searches, make sure you search for 3D0, because people have no idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, 3DON'T. That's what everyone <laughs> should just call it. 3DO, <laughs> what Nintendo... No, don't stop saying that. <laughs> Johnny, you know, Johnny, you need, speaking of porn games, I mean, that's like my favorite part of the 3DO. You need to go play Virtual Cameraman, which is just Pokemon Snap with Japanese ladies taking off their clothes. It's Japanese only title. It's Japanese only? It's Japanese only. It's a very, there's five of them. They're very special. Considerably well in in, uh, Japan. There's some really good Japanese only 3DO games. Uh, There's a version of Police Knots that you can actually use. um, The the 3DO has a mouse, and I'm pretty pretty sure that it's the only game for 3DO that uses a mouse. Um, I know it ships with one. There's like a collector's edition Japanese 3DO um, version of, of Police Knots. Um, there's a Sailor Moon fighting game that's actually excellent. Uh, Go on. <laughs> I, I can see how much you want to talk about Sailor Moon. You can't see it, Tyler, but his eyes began to sparkle. That's right, and I, uh, oh. I started to wring my hands. No, um, I and other things. Hey, there's some great Sailor Moon games out there, but yeah, there's a fighting oh. game for 3DO that's actually. You very see common. what a big Sailor Moon fan he is? Mm-hmm. That's really weird. When he said there are some great Sailor Moon games out there, my mind immediately thought of absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I also came up with zero. Maybe it should be Archon Sailor Moon. That's right, Archon underscore, underscore Sailor, Sailor Moon. Moon. Yeah. yeah. Is your, it, what name one Sailor Moon? I can't even think of one. Is it like you're thinking of like Super, Super Famicom Nintendo? games Couple, or yeah, something? Where the heck are their Sailor Moon games? There's an okay brawler on the Super Famicom. Wow, a mediocre <laughs> 16-bit brawler. That sure yeah. sounds exciting. Yeah, honestly, the fighting game for 3D is probably the best one. Yeah, there's some other. There's actually, I think there were four on Super Famicom that are Sailor Moon games. I think there's wow, a CG a, picture collection. We're not here to talk about Super Famicom. Yeah, I, I can read up on my Super Famicom before I, I came here. I guess if we need a Sailor Moon expert, and we it decide not to, me. if we decide <laughs> to do that episode, we'll bring you on back. Yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's bring us back to uh, 3DO, shall we? Tell us some of the rare games. I mean, you mentioned Dino Park Tycoon being the rarest. So, uh, Lucine's yeah. Quest, not yeah. the rarest, but what what are some of the rare titles? Uh, Lucine's Quest is like the. Um, the little samson of 3do it's it's not necessarily the rarest but it's one of the most expensive because of hype but um, do but little samson's okay like it's an okay yeah, game too yeah well lucian's quest is also really good um and it's the only english version of that game that was i believe it's sword and sorcery in japan and so this is actually a a, a port from from the japanese version and and i'm fairly certain that that's the only if you want to play it in English, without a patch, Lucine's Quest would be the only way to do it. Okay. But, uh, and it's also one of the only RPGs on the system, which, which, you know. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, Dino Park Tycoon was actually made by uh, MECC, the folks behind uh, Oregon Trail. Okay. And, and, and so, it was the very last game released for the system, and it was an educational title. And, like, some people... Like, again, 
3DO is not popular enough for there to be facts. There's just conjecture. Um, so, like, some people are like, yeah, you know, I, I think that this was actually a mail-order title. Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, Dino Park Tycoon may or may not have been a mail-order title. But, it, but yeah, it was the very last thing released on the system, and it was educational uh, primarily. So, it did not sell a whole lot of copies at, at uh, retail. And as we know, the... The worse a game sells at retail, the more expensive it's going to be later. Right. So, but what else? What else is um, so hard to find? Woody Woodpecker Volume 2 and 3 are insanely difficult to find. The only copies I've ever seen of them are the ones that I own. Um, oh, actually, no, that's not true. I think actually Game Dude is sitting on a Volume 2 right now. Oh. So go to Game did Dude. You, did your you already mention those two? Did you just give us three games you've already mentioned? Yeah, he Johnny did. Keeps well, asking I'm, I'm new games. recapping. God, I'm recapping. From there, you get a lot of games that are rare in CIB, but not necessarily okay. rare. And those ones you mentioned are, are rare, loose, or CIB. Yes. Okay. So what are the other, some rare CIB ones? Because we'll assume, assume that our audience isn't a bunch of heathens and they right. want them complete. Robinson's Requiem is fairly rare. Plumbers Don't Wear Ties is fairly rare. The God, was it? Oh, Space Shuttle. Uh, the edutainment titles at CIB are are super rare. So, like, Mathematics, I'm looking at right now, is very rare. There's one of the last games that I had uh, was called Slope Style, which is basically, it was a a how-to snowboarding game, which is not actually a game. It was literally very much like the golf game that we were talking about earlier. It was essentially an instructional video. What's what's the subtitle to Slope Style? (sighs) I know it. I just want you to say it. It's an interactive learning cube. Yes. The same thing with Mathematics, I believe, is also an interactive learning cube or something. Oh, so good. The effect. I, I think one title I want to explore is the Dennis Miller game, which I'm not sure what the hell Dennis Miller, that's news to me, yeah. is doing on that's the an, 3DO. That's another CIB, uh, more difficult title to find on C, uh, CIB. Digital Dreamware is also difficult to find CIB. Cyberdello actually is kind of hard to find either way um uh, you know because a lot of these aren't again not enough people cyberdillo was my nickname in college nice yeah, i don't know <laughs> yeah is that appropriate are we allowed to talk about cyberdillo cyberdillo is the most ridiculous first person shooter you will ever play in your life it's uh, it's just completely bizarre and with like a lot of like acid trip visuals uh it's just complete nonsense uh but it's a first person shooter and it's pretty terrible is that 3do exclusive uh, I would imagine so. Yes. Let me go. Let me go check if that's on eBay before we get this episode out. Oh, 150 bucks. No thanks. Yeah. The interesting thing about Dennis Miller and this time frame is because he also did the New Leaf mm-hmm. uh, Entertainment like videos. So for some reason, Dennis Miller at this time was cued into like weird digital entertainment. Uh, you know, CD, ROMs, and things like. Mm-hmm. What what was it about Dennis Miller where people were like, yeah, we need to rope him in to to this world? Was he? I, I mean, I don't know because we don't have Dennis Miller to ask. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it's weird that he was involved in multiple projects for like video games. It is right? weird. The, the other one, the other tie-in, and the, was this was uh, uh, CDI jumped on this, but uh, Phil Hartman uh, was big in in digital at this point. He actually did the infomercials That's for right. CDI. Um, which didn't really go over too well because he kind of played an idiot. Like he was just a, like a super, super stupid guy. 
And and so there were questions of you know what are what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that that I'm that I'm dumb if I buy a CD? Like it really like had this weird backlash. It was like people didn't know who Phil Hartman was. Yeah. At a time when people should know. So it's weird, like that some Saturday Night alum was like tied into like video game infomercials and like being round up in this age of weird weird digital media that was like bleeding edge. The Horde is an interesting game. It's a uh, it's an isometric um, sort of dun- uh, like uh, like Dungeon Keeper kind of game. Is that Kirk Cameron? It is Kirk Cameron. That's why I bring it up. Uh, Kirk Cameron stars in the in the interstitial cutscenes uh, for the Horde, which I think is interesting because Horde is obviously a demonic term, and Kirk Cameron um, is, is like uh, well, he's born again. Yeah. So if you don't know, he he wasn't always a religious wackadoo. He became born again, and then. Uh, got really preachy about it, and then starred in such films as God's Not Dead. Uh, there's a God's Not Dead 2 and 3 as well. So if you were ever curious if God was dead, sequels. Uh, so, spoiler, still not dead. That might actually be the title of the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I take no religious stance because I don't care what people believe. You can go believe whatever you want. I just think that that's funny that, that mo- like, you couldn't just think of a a new title for this movie? You just made it God's Not Dead 3? Alright, cool. <laughs> still not dead? Yeah, still not dead. <laughs> like, alright. Yeah. Also, uh, Shelly Duvall. Oh, what here's the hell? One. This one, so, Johnny and I, Johnny yelled at me on Instagram over this game, uh, because uh, Shelly Duvall's It's a Bird Life, It's a Bird's Life, is it's a, uh, it's an edutainment piece of software uh, starring Shelly Duvall before she was wackadoo. Um, Are you sure before? Okay. Before it was known? Yeah. She was secretly wackadoo. Okay. But this was one of those games that wasn't on people's lists when I found it. And so I put up a post on Instagram saying, basically insinuating (laughs) that, like, nothing on Nintendo is rare compared to this game. Oh, yeah. Yes. Completely true. Johnny yelled at me. Johnny yelled at me. Oh, yeah. I skewered you for, for, uh, you know, being one of the shitty collectors that that does this kind of stuff. And I'll, I'll skewer you and Tyler both for this kind of uh, pseudo-elitist bullshit behavior. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not well, elitist. It's the truth. No, that's not... Look, look, it, nothing... No video game that has thousands of anything is rare. So don't tell me <laughs> Shelly Duvall... Shelly Duvall's is a bird that's like not, pretty rare. That's not rare. Shelly Duvall is rare. She's unique. She's a one-of. She's Shelly, a gem. Shelly Duvall... She's a national treasure. <laughs> yeah. She is a treasure. You do not talk to me about Shelly Duvall right now. <laughs> uh, no. My point is, like, coins that have, like, only three exist in the world, that's rare. Thousands of mass-produced items aren't rare. So clearly people talk about rarity in a continuum, whether it should be talked about in a continuum or not. So what is rare winds up being a little bit relative um, to which the system it applies. And when people talk about rarity, they also uh, have shades of demand and cost mixed into their statements whether they realize it or not so you and i are sharing uh, the same linguistics so we should understand what we mean when we're talking about it so just being like nitpicky linguistic nerd going like well actually that's not rare i can one up that shit and go over the top of you if you if you try to plant your your flag in something that they made ten thousand of that's all i'm saying don't don't fight me on this, Tyler. I will come for you. I will come for I've you, Stephanie. You whatever your the name people is. People on Instagram have I'm, agreed with me, and people everyone agrees Inst- that I'm right. Look, one again. This is the same shit we go over all the time, Tyler. 
one person isn't the people. One person on Instagram <laughs> isn't Instagram. I don't think anyone <laughs> agrees. I just said that just <laughs> so I could come up with this nebulous thing to throw out there. Like, other people think I'm right too, Johnny. Oh, get out. Calm down. <laughs> also, Stefan here agrees with me. It's two verse one. He's no. the one who posted it on Instagram. Yeah. Oh. Yell at oh, him. Man. He's right next two to you. Two versus one. Internet. Oh my God. If two people are wrong about something and they tell someone who is correct about it, clearly they're right because numbers. All right. All right. All right. You should go Johnny, work for the White House. Let's move on, Stefan. Uh, I got one more question for you. Um, stadium events definitely a cooler collectible than Nintendo World Championships, right? Lynch. No uh, way. Yes, so Tyler actually baited me in the middle of the night on on Facebook about this. Of course he did because he saw people agree with me. Yeah. That like, Nintendo World Championship like, is better. Hey. Hey. Go tell Johnny that stadium events is a cool collectible. No one thinks that but you, Tyler. What, no one I, thinks that. You're you're wrong. There are people out there who who also think that the full license set of North Sta- American NES games is cooler than a contest cartridge. I'm one of those. Sure. Yeah, fine. Basically but that but that's one, uh, the but other. the complete set is not is not one item. Okay? The, so if it's it was the one if thing you saying, need for a complete set, everything else yeah, but is But that's that's not stadium events. You're talking about a part versus the whole, and that's a that's a false dichotomy, Tyler. That's that's slippery slope logic. You're enacting so many fallacies here that I feel bad for you. It's like I need to send you to a logic class. Everyone, Tyler, I feel like you're like me. sabotaging my uh, my episode here. Oh man, <laughs> did, you, did you hear that narcissism, Tyler? Let's, Tyler, let's turn on Stefan real know, quick. Let's let Stefan talk. The guy who thinks that stadium events is a really cool thing to own. Let's uh. Whether you think it's cool to own versus you know, if it you don't is even cooler. think it's cool to own. You're just like, oh, it's world class track meet. Well, yeah, it it is it is really dumb. It's about as cool as having your name signed in your underwear. I I like my copy of Stadium Events because my wife bought it for me, and that like I I get to like stick that in people's craw, oh, like oh, like yeah. hey, uh, did your wife support what you do? I'm like, yeah, you know, she bought me Stadium Events, so I guess, well, I, guess I mean, we, she kind of supports me. Let's uh, let's get to that kind of stuff in a second. But is there anything else? Because uh, we'll we'll talk about you, the collector, you, and like uh, get your collector's profile down a little bit, which sure. maybe we should have done at the beginning of the episode. But whatever, we jumped right into insults and three D. The, the magic of editing, we can fix. Uh, nope, that. nope, we don't do that here. Oh, okay. Um, if you want to edit it, talk to Tyler, and maybe he'll let you. Forget it. This is all staying in, and we're doing this in linear order. You think I'm chopping this up to like reverse order of things? Oh, you think no. I'm a wizard? <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> Well, you're not a wizard, Harry. So tell us any last thoughts on collecting 3DO. Give us a couple of like quick hitter tips for people if they're if they're venturing into it. Should they collect big box? Should they like, you know, clearly it's it's harder to get that. Should they stay away from it? Did you feel like it was worthwhile? Just tell us some generalities I mean, about the 3DO collection. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're going to collect and you don't like compulsively need to have the box or are not collecting for a box art i mean you're gonna have a uh it, again i hate to to continually reference game boy but it's one of those things where if you just want a set of 3do it's aside from maybe dino park tycoon and like the like the, the top three or the top five titles i mean the whole set's probably sitting you know cic on ebay right now like for not that much money like um because again the delta between like cib and 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 cic is vast so if you just want to play some 3do games then you can collect it's it's a great system to collect super super cheap uh if you don't mind jewel case and and cd only i will say that if you're looking to collect ebay is like i hate to to automatically point people to ebay but it is sort of your most reliable source uh only because like i said prior just there's 
people don't know it has value. So like a lot of stores will be like, oh yeah, I I have some of that in a box somewhere in like my there's, storage unit or whatever. Like there's not a three no, age on. Right, there's no reliable source like in store, so it's yeah. not like yeah, you'll occasionally stumble over a few. Um, but that also does mean that when um, you do find it at a convention or do find it in store, you can generally like haggle the hell out of those because generally when you find some, it will probably have been sitting in that store doing nothing for uh, you know for a real long time, and so you can kind of go in and use that as a bartering chip. Like, hey man, or like the like uh, last time I bought some at a at a show, I walked up to the dealer and I'm like, hey. I'm going to be the only guy that asks you about these today. Would you like to sell them to me or would you like to take them home? And so I ended up, you know, he had, I, I got them for essentially like 10% of what he had them marked. Just because, again, it was true that I was probably likely going to be the only person who asked them, asked about them that day. So when you find them in the wild, you can generally get them cheap, but finding them in the wild is really, really uh, infrequent. So if you were at a convention, uh, unless it was one of the, like the top three rarities, don't snatch it immediately. Come back on that Sunday, that Sunday before closing, and and uh, really dig in and and get a deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? What else can you tell us real quickly about the the three D uh, box types? Is there multiple box types? Yeah, and like <laughs> annoyingly, like so, there's the there's a couple types of long boxes so you have ones that are like like the very early um just cardboard hinge uh ps1 boxes that are just all cardboard and, yeah. and then you have and those actually you have to watch out for mold check make sure you check that the insides of those boxes because i've actually had i've gotten quite a few of them that had mold in them because the 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 interior paper is not protected so uh that is very susceptible to mold then they have a sort of like a clamp box so it's, it's basically a, a plastic and paper hybrid uh box and the on the right side there's a, basically a, a plastic clamp that snaps down and holds it shut then there's so porn games specifically have the jewel case and slip cover but then there is the mind teaser in particular has that weird vhs box and a jewel case and a slip cover Nope. So, so that's so. If you're if that title in particular, um, which is one of the more rare adult games to find CIB, uh, make sure that your jewel case has a slipcover on it. Otherwise, it's not complete. And then, <laughs> going back to Shelley Duvall, Shelley Duvall's "It's a Bird's Life." That game by itself has a unique box type. Okay. So it's it looks like a cardboard long box from the outside, but if you open it up. It has a f- an exterior flap, and the disc actually sits under that exterior flap. So the box itself is empty, or it's got it's it's got instructions or whatever. There is no jewel case, and the the insert for the CD is on the exterior of the box. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> and that is the only 3DO game that's like that. Good, good. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing some 3DO knowledge. Anything else you want to say about it? Uh, I mean, I had a lot of fun collecting it. Um, I, you know, it's it was the out of the sets that I've done so far, it's the the most genuinely difficult to do, um, especially if you're doing it CIB. Um, not from a cost perspective, but some of the stuff just it just doesn't show up for 
a long, long time. Um, so, so it was, it was challenging, but I think that's, that's kind of what I, I wanted to do something a little bit more challenging than I had prior previously. And it's a lot of fun. And there's some, there's some gems to be had, especially if you like shooters, uh, uh, rather gun games and like full motion games. And there's a, again, some like really solid ports, uh, you know, street fighter star control two is an amazing game. So there's there's some fun to be had. Um, also, there's no copy protection. So if you really wanted to, if you just want to play some 3DO games, you can straight up burn those suckers. Yeah, like Sega <laughs> CD, you can just yeah. kind of get in there. Uh, and back to one of the things we mentioned, that's the American Game Gun is that rare yes. gun yeah. uh, that you can find for the Sega CD and also for the 3DO. And they it will say in the corner of the box which one it is for. But that it's like white text. To, so... Be careful if you are looking for that. Tyler, you got any more questions about uh, 3DO? Oh, actually, I do have have one thing I wanted to talk about, because actually a a broken one sold for like $1,300 or something like that the other day. So there is a version, quote-unquote, a version of the 3DO console made by uh, the creative, the folks that brought you Sound Blaster. It is the 3DO Blaster. It is a PC card, a 3DO console strapped to a PC card. Oh yeah, I know the guy. There's like one guy who has like a couple of them, right? Yeah. So it comes with it comes with the card and it comes with a CD-ROM drive and it allows you to play 3DO games on your PC. And there was a four parts card only copy that sold recently on eBay for like thirteen hundred dollars or something ridiculous. Oh. It is insanely rare so if you're talking about rare console variants if you want to consider a console strapped to a pc card to be a a a console variant that's the the 3do blaster is for you i believe it also comes with a controller that is branded specifically for it as well oh god don't (laughs) just don't uh tyler any follow-ups yeah we were talking about the boxes and collecting cic 3do games as far as I know, a lot of those jewel cases are just generic black jewel cases, right? Some of them, yeah. Especially the the, edu- the edutainment titles, a lot of them are just generic jewel cases. Um, there's a, a Vivid, again, a, the porn company Vivid, uh, a sampler that is just a generic CD case. So, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to bring this up because if you're collecting CIC 3DO games, it's not going to be like Turbo Graphics where it's like, yeah, whatever, I don't get the boxes. It's going to be like, oh... Part of my collection is just kind of these sad, you have to take it off the shelf to see what it is, discs kind of thing. Yeah, or you could do, you know, like, Reaper labels like they do for, for, for turbo. turbo graphics. Yeah. Has anyone done that, though? Not that in my knowledge. Yeah, because no one cares about the system. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen people, like, print out the DVD cases like they do for Sega CD games. Yeah, that makes sense. Any other follow-up, Tyler? I mean, I've, I've like, I got my like finger above by it now on It's a Bird's Life. Digipress <laughs> has three for sale, but I, I don't know. It looks kind of, kind of like crap. I th- oh, it's, oh, it's not good. But there's a lot of uh, Shelley Duvall doing voice acting. If you... So I'm going to admit, I don't know who any of the comedians or Shelley Duvall that you brought up are at all. You know who Shelley Duvall is? What? I don't know. Who, nope. He's young. I know no. in uh, Wing Commander, you got Mark Hamill in so there and Malcolm McDowell. She- Shelley Duvall was the wife in The Shining. That's probably the... Her big role. Her big oh, role. okay, that lady. Great. Yeah, but... Her How eyes are bigger than the rest of her head. She's also known for, like, actually having a nervous breakdown and losing her mind. She was in Popeye. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was all in Popeye. Popeye in the Robin Williams Popeye. Yeah. But uh, she did a, a... Was it a Margaret... 
or is it Margot or Margaret Kidder? I can't remember. From Superman. Yeah. She those those two ladies were actresses of the same ilk and both lost their minds. Yeah, kind of completely lost their minds. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun to make fun of mental illness or anything, but they both of them had some issues and I think have since recovered a little bit of the way. Yeah. Uh, they're or functioning or whatever. Tyler, but, you mentioned uh Wing Commander. Uh, there's a couple Wing Commanders on 3DO. It's the, the um, but Wing Commander three and four have uh, four actually. I don't believe made it to 3DO, but 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 three did, and it's the all the the live action cutscenes are all Mark Hamill. Is what during. about Freddie Prince Jr.? What which one was he in? Oh, he was the uh, he was a writer for WWF SmackDown. <laughs> I think it, I want to say four. Okay. Um, but uh, when. Uh, d- during the like the dark times of Mark Hamill when he you know before this the Star Wars resurgence uh, and the and and Batman, his, the Batman stuff, I did run into him and when we met, uh, up. I told him that <laughs> I loved him in Wing Commander and he looked at me and he said I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hamill is a treasure. Yeah, I. Uh, if and you don't follow Mark Hamill, you should follow. It's it's great. Wing Commander Four: Price of Freedom is also amazing, and it's yeah. on uh, Steam actually. I think. Yeah, Mark Hamill. Like uh, people, like you know, oh, what celebrity would you want to meet? My my answer since I've been five years old has been Mark Hamill. He's a good guy. So yeah, that that's still it. Just Mark Hamill. Always Mark Hamill. All right, we are going to. Get to the end of the show, but first we we should get a little profile of uh, Stefan. Aside from just, I mean, we've labeled him the 3DO collector, but yeah, uh, Stefan has a a rather rather good video game collection. I would say, I would say it's very nice, especially yeah, when I'm not sitting in this room. Sure, uh, <laughs> and, and a storied history as a person in the video game industry. He That's well, fair. I'm I'm getting to his good points. Just uh, let me get there, Tyler. No, let me butt in. I'm not there to pick up on visual cues. I know jerk you should be here with us he has a, a bunch of cool signs like he's saying while sitting in this room but that's not true his his video game room if you haven't seen pictures of it on instagram it's fantastic all of the signs look really nice in there um it's not look it's not all cib but a lot of it is um that's mm-hmm. some of the stuff but uh, one of the best game rooms you could ever hope to take a look at and i've had the pleasure of being in there quite a few times and uh it's really spectacular, so you should be taking a look at. And Stefan's laughing because he doesn't understand what compliments are from me. No, are. I'm, I'm laughing <laughs> because every time you talk about being in my game room, I can just imagine you reorganizing things. So uh, let me tell you, Johnny is a little bit OCD about how things are organized, and so no uh, one listening to this understands that he he came he came into my game room and completely reorganized my TurboGrafx 16 collection by color, and the, that the was, correct way. Yeah, and that was about the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, and then he messed it up again. Yeah, and then you came back and fixed it. So <laughs> if you want Johnny Ayuchi to come over and uh, and I'm available your game for room. parties and bar mitzvahs, yeah. uh, just start throwing things on the ground and just like haphazardly putting things on the shelf, and he'll come over. I I do like some organization, but uh, I just said a bunch about your collection. But uh, please give us a little breakdown of of some complete sets you have, things you collect for, what you're doing now, and. Um, you know, just w- what got you into the hobby itself? Sure. Uh, so I've done six complete sets right now, if we count Virtual Boy. And we I, do. I guess we do, because it's... It's a set. Sure, it's a set. Um, it's not even a portable. So I have... Um, I guess it's not. It is. It really isn't. But people think it is, and I don't know why. It's so a portable. It's not so a So it would need, like, a head strap in order to be a portable? It oh, runs on batteries. That doesn't make it portable, Tyler. 
Anyway, um, so so yeah, my first set was North American Super Nintendo. I, I guess I say North American Super Nintendo Plus because I have all the weird comp carts and test carts and yeah. you know all that shit. Sorry, I didn't want to affect your. We're way past that up that in this episode. Continue. Uh, yeah. So then I moved on to to NES, and uh, and that's a full North American set and. Including stadium events, the greatest game of all time. Okay. Do you want to tell us? Do you want to go into? Do you want to go into how you got your stadium events? You said your wife got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I guess I can I can start um, with my Super Nintendo. What got me back into gaming, right? So, I've been in the game industry professionally for about sixteen years. Uh, started in quality assurance, and I'm currently a producer for Nickelodeon. And uh, so, for a long time, I didn't collect because I I, I guess I just didn't see a value in something that I was making, if that okay. makes sense, right? Like, it's sort of the same way that I think a lot of artists undervalue their art, right? Like, like I didn't, I didn't stop to think about collecting games while I was making them. So then, three years ago now, um, my, uh, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer, and so I was really looking for uh, something to kind of distract me from that aspect of my life, and... At the time, I had this big toy and comic collection that I was sort of falling out of love with that I'd been working on for like, you know, 30 years. And so there was a lot of value tied up in that. And so it was just this perfect storm of, of having a lot of collectible capital, you know, fun money, and the desire to have a distraction and and um, and me wanting to kind of get back into game collecting. Because I had kind of collected on and off for a while, but it was, you know, when I was in the infancy of my career, quality assurance is very feast or famine. Right. So like it would be, you know, three months on and then three months off or, you know, six months off or whatever. And so I would collect a little bit and then sell it off and then collect a little bit and sell it off. And that happened for years. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that a lot of young collectors do that. People like as you're just establishing, because I mean, really, it's all got to be disposable income. Yeah. And then, you know, collectibles are usually the first thing to go. So, sure. I mean, people do that all the time. Yeah. Collect and then d- dump and then. Do it again, and then lament it. But don't worry about that. Like as as people who are have had your same experience, I want to tell them, don't worry about that. The money will come back usually, and uh, games will always be there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so yeah, so this is was this perfect storm of me having a, a bunch of a bunch of liquid income, um, or a bunch of liquid assets from from this collectible collection I had, and uh, so I ended up doing. <laughs> I started collecting Super Nintendo, and from the day. <laughs> From the day that I started collecting Super to the day that I finished the set was two and a half months. Right, gross. What the <laughs> hell? Speed so, collecting at yeah. its finest. Yeah, that was super, super fast. But like I said, like that was like in also in the sort of like the early days of my wife's illness, and so like I was really sort of heads down, like really focusing on it, and uh, and and that wasn't actually me in like me pulling the trigger on ebay like a couple like maybe like the top what five percent the heart the really really genuinely difficult stuff to find yeah sure i went on ebay and, and pulled the trigger but a lot of that was just me trying to kind of stay busy and i was in uh, you know we live in southern california and so that we have the uh advantage of there being quite a few retro shops within driving distance right. um and so i was just in a different shop every single day and I, and most of that came from either either in-store brick and mortar or from like facebook groups or nintendo age or you know yeah there was a little bit of ebay triggering you know uh, pulling the trigger there, but but not a lot. Like you know, when I say two and a half months, people are like, "Oh, you just went in and you just bought everything on eBay," and that's that's not how that worked. Right, and 
I mean, you all, it was also card only. That's, that's the other thing. It's not to disparage you, but yeah. I mean, it, you can, you can get card only a lot faster, especially in brick and mortar. Sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I did. My rule for that set was like anything that I actually cared about when I was a kid, I got CIB, um, which, you know, as it turns out, generally is the cheaper stuff, right? Uh, right. That we loved as a kid because it was more popular. But yeah, so so that was that's the story behind the Super Nintendo set, and then I moved on to NES, and that that Stadium Events is actually probably the the, the best story in there. Again, as I had mentioned earlier, um, you know, my wife had gotten sick, uh, and then we found out that she that she she beat it right, and then so she was cancer free for a few months, um, and then was rediagnosed with stage four breast cancer, and had metastasized to her brain. So my wife is today. Uh, living with a terminal illness, um, and when that happened, essentially she had a life insurance policy that paid out, um, as if she would have passed away. It's called a uh, a accelerated death benefit writer, and so that's how we ended up buying our house and that kind of stuff. But so she she had you know a considerable nest egg, and she came to me and said, "Hey, you know, you you're you're taking care of me, you're sticking with me, all of this. I really want to do something for you." what do you want? And so um, at the time I had finished the entire North American set, except for stadium events. I had a, I had a, um, a, a, a Europe, no, it was you, a European. You had, you had yeah. Yeah. Pal version. And you were very happy with that. Yeah. I was, was done. Fine. Like I was, I was all, I had already moved on to my next set, which was collecting turbo. And, uh, and I was not even thinking about it. But then when she just sort of gave me the open ended, like you can have whatever you want. And you didn't say Shelly Duvall. I did not say Shelly Duvall. Because you probably could have. I could have yeah. for a lot less than stadium <laughs> events, um, but uh, but yeah. So then I I took kind of a, a look on eBay, and there was this one. There was a copy that was in really really good condition, but significantly overpriced, and it was like so overpriced that no one was making offers. And so I made the guy an offer, and I think we went back and forth for one round, and I ended up with my stadium events. So yeah, my wife bought me stadium events. Right. Uh, so what else do you have? What uh, You've said Turbo. Yeah, so I have a North American uh, card set of Turbo. I don't have all the CD games. I have most of them, but not all of them. And then I have my CIB 3DO set, and then most recently I finished North American Original Xbox. Yep. And that was like another two months of solid collecting there. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, it was. That was... A- quite accelerated to be fair uh, though that we like the game stores we were by just have massive amounts of xbox yeah i have bought like five xbox games on ebay the rest have been local pickups for dirt prices yeah and stefan's been there with me for a lot of well and some of it's like yeah like you know, we'd go in the same store, and I'd walk out with like 150 Xbox games, and Johnny would walk out with 100. You know, like we were just we were cleaning right. them out. Yeah, we could go hunt together, and it wasn't really like, oh man, I brought someone, so I'm not gonna get any good deals. It was like, yeah, take whatever you want. I don't care. Right. Well, and the games are so cheap that even if we did have like we like we literally played rock paper scissors for yeah. a few titles, like because we just don't we didn't care. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. But that was super fun. So that's uh, that's your most recent completes, and that's a little bit about stuff. There's a lot more to learn, and uh, we could talk to Stefan all night, but this episode's already gone quite long, and we still haven't even got to the what are you buying, what are you playing. We'll, we'll bring you back, Stefan, and we'll have 
some round twos. Thank you for sharing your stories with yeah, us. Yeah, of course, guys. It's a it's a, a honor to. Uh, it's to not be an on here. it's not an honor. Well, it's an honor for us to have you. Yeah, and it's exactly. you know it's unfinished business because for as often as you mentioned me on this podcast, I figured like, yeah, eventually yeah. I should you, be. You're on. an artifact. Now you're, <laughs> now you're real. Yeah. You're a real boy. Yeah. Uh, all right, Tyler. We didn't get to talk to you enough, so why don't you start by telling me what did you buy and what did you play? Well, let's just start with what you bought because there's been just insane ebay deals lately so mm-hmm. you got a bunch of shit so tell me what you got johnny i'm gonna interrupt you right there during our last bonus episode we said we were gonna go over an addendum to the previous episode oh, are we sh- doing that or are we not doing that okay let's uh yeah we should let's let's talk about some of the quick the quick tips that people gave us that were good tips uh that we didn't put in our last episode which if you didn't listen to it was things you can do to protect your collection and one of those tips was uh from our buddy archon so you can just lead with that one tell us your tip yeah sure so this is actually a tip that i unabashedly stole from my life in gaming and excellent you subscribe to them because they just they're information based and they're rock solid. yeah they're they're great um they're also very uh, approachable and like i had a question about the frame meister and like i just hit him up on facebook and they responded to me instantaneously like they were just very down yeah, they're just and, like, super, yeah they're just dudes and they're great uh so this tip is actually uh, lithium ion batteries for your retro devices why uh because well for one thing they have a shelf life of like 20 years and they last longer because they're actually made for high-end devices like uh professional cameras and stuff like that but for from the protection standpoint the best thing about lithium ion batteries is that they will never under any circumstance leak so uh i know a lot of us uh will have you know we'll want to play our turbo duo or our our turbo express and then when we're done with it we have to take the batteries out because who knows when the next time we're going to pick that thing up right and battery battery leakage or n64 rumble packs oh my god how many people have you have ruined n64 rumble packs with leaky double a batteries i gotta use the tremor pack that doesn't take batteries those are the best yeah so but yeah so lithium ion uh double i'm not sure how many sizes are made for with lithium ions i know 100 percent that double a's are are uh when available use lithium ion yeah same thing for pinball replace all your pinball machine batteries with lithium ion yeah truth truth uh all right tyler what were some of the other tips we got uh vg collectaholic on instagram he he had he added on to two things that we each said so for the sharpie thing he said to use axe body spray let it sit a minute and then wipe it off with a paper towel after are you saying there's finally a use for axe body spray rather than identifying yourself as a huge douche i mean i guess so he said your game tested that out like this feels like one of those like uh facts from uh fight club where they're like yeah like fertilize your lawn with motor oil <laughs> like i feel like you're getting trolled really axe body spray for real i mean i didn't try it what i did try was johnny's thing where i i took a dry erase marker and put it over the sharpie on you, my miracle no, piano box incorrect incorrect that like, is not yeah, my thing okay, mm, no but that is the correct thing that that <laughs> that's not my thing i said use a sharpie archon said use dry erase i've gotten sharpie off of dry erase boards because i'm an idiot sometimes and pick up the wrong pen uh i've gotten plenty of sharpie off dry erase boards covering it with with dry erase marker yeah anyways like i said one don't necessarily use it on a box try it on cards first you know use any of this sparingly look if you have permanent marker on a game it's not probably going to come off perfectly especially if it's been sitting there for 30 years also know that also get over yourself 
It's a fucking old piece of plastic. Right. <laughs> but uh, Tyler said, well, keeps liking to say, I said dry eraser. That's what Tyler said. I said use a Sharpie. And I said, I don't even know if that's right. How are you going to so, wipe off a Sharpie? It's not meant to be oh, wiped off. God damn it, Tyler. <laughs> um, what was the other tips you had that you should tell people about? So I said that you can't get an Odyssey 2 box protector because no one cares about Odyssey 2. Well, flashback to October of last year, this right. guy called Mordoff Games on Atari Age started making Odyssey 2 box protectors. And yep. he started making box protectors for all the crap that no one cares about. Um, yep. RCA and Studio honestly, 2. Sometimes you can just ask those guys. like, And as long as like there's, they conceivably make a, a minimum run of however many they, they have to make... Um, then they'll make them. I know, like, the, there was, like, one dude that made 3DO box protectors, and he was kind of the source for 3DO box protectors, and he was running low when I was building my set, so I was like, hey, I'm gonna buy enough to do the whole set. But, like, he probably bought at least a hundred of those, right? Yeah, but then he, but then he ran out, and, uh, and there were a couple more 3DO collectors who were like, hey, where do I get these? I'm like, well, you can't, the run is done, but he recently started and you know taking orders for another run so sometimes you know if, if you have something weird like oh i don't know the lethal enforcers box that no box protector fits correctly so annoying. <laughs> um, i'm sure if you could get enough people together you could get one made yeah because that that box is also on the sega cd the genesis and I'm not sure if it's all the same size as the Super Nintendo one, but it's an annoying box. Anyways. So, uh, John, Johnny's getting in his tone where it's like, we're running too long. I don't even want to do this segment. But just don't put a box protector over crap like that. You need a box protector on your Lethal Enforcers? Who cares? It's like a $20 game. I care because it falls off my shelf when I uh, shut the door and it gets air behind it because it's such a large size box. a justifier box. in it. Get some weight in there. It does have a justifier in it. I justify your blue face. Okay, on the I only care because it's the only thing in my Super Nintendo bo- uh, collection that's not in a box <laughs> in a box protector. Uh, right. So, any Tower, what were some of the other tips we got? Mister CIB from either Nintendo Age or Instagram, probably both. Uh, Nintendo Age is where he he messaged me. Okay, uh, he said that collectinsure.com will insure video games, despite them not saying that on their site. Yes. I looked it up. I put in like a $100,000 collection. It said it would be about 500 bucks a year to insure it. So Yeah. He told me that he actually, that they now insure up to a million. And he, uh, he's he got his coverage around 250 k and the cost is $971 a year. He probably owns the company. I don't, I don't <laughs> That's my I guess. Mean, if he owns the company, they would say video games on their freaking website. Like they, they insure like World War One gun collections. They're like, oh... You, your collectibles are a bunch of things under $2,000, huh? We don't need documentation for that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous that video games are so annoying to insure, it, especially because the things that people insure and the amounts of money that those things are relative to video games. Like People think video games are super expensive, but in the world of collectibles, video games aren't that expensive. Yeah. The, even the, the quote-unquote rarest items aren't that expensive. Like, you're like, oh, man. Uh, that game, $75,000, that's incredible, that's crazy. And then you're like, you look at a few coins or stamps, and you're like, never mind. Uh, four comic books uh, financed my entire Super Nintendo set. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, the end on, on that discussion, whether video games are uh, relatively too expensive, maybe, but expensive in the world of collecting, not exactly. Well, what was your hottest comic book I need to know? Uh, Ninja Turtles number one. 
in a high grade. Fancy. Grading. All right. That's all, all that's all the, the tips that we got. So, um, yeah, but, but there was, uh, there was some that we got and that was cool that people responded. People were interested in that topic. And if you have more to share, please do, uh, because the goal of this podcast is not to just entertain, but also to inform. Uh, people also harassed me mercilessly on Instagram about collecting Odyssey too. So thank you for that. You're oh, welcome. Yeah, I know. That's good. You should good. collect I, Odyssey too, by the way. I, yeah. I've gotten an extra Atlantis for when you, yeah, do I, you know, I heard that on a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, Tyler. Are, are you okay with moving on now? Or are we good? Yeah, now we can move on. You you like prematurely moving on when we had a topic we want to get back to. Do you want to start talking about Nintendo Direct again? No, God, okay. no. All right. This isn't nearly as long as you have run. I mean, it's. I mean, we're at. We still we. We're gonna go a few more minutes. I I don't. People like people, long podcast. All right, right to the show. Do. Tell us, do you prefer your podcast to be ten minutes long, thirty minutes long, or an hour long? I I like mine. I like to come in at about forty five minutes. Interviews, I'm I'm fine going over an hour. But like, once I start to get over an hour, I feel like maybe we're pushing our luck. That's Can how I talk about that. someone else's podcast. We had to go over 3DO. We had to go over Stefan as a person. We're going over the last episode, what we're buying, what we're playing for three people. I mean, it's going to be a long episode. I really enjoy Retronauts and their podcasts are like super long. Okay. That's all. Yeah. I don't. That's all I got. I don't listen to uh, very, very many other video game podcasts mm-hmm. and people are like that sucks Johnny support other people uh, look it's not that I'm against them I just have other podcasts I, and I do yeah, this so yeah. I just I like to take some space out of my life and make it not video games uh, it's it's not I think everyone support good podcasts and tell us about other good ones that you listen to I'm totally cool with that so you can not listen to them <laughs> well I look if it's really good like super informative then I will go listen to it. Like Steph and I talk about the gaming historian. We like oh, yeah. we like him. I'm not I'm not super into like Pat or any of those people or like angry video game nerd uh, because I don't find value in the entertainment portion of that. But gaming historian I, brings facts, and I you know that's what I like. He's about to uh, release a video on Rob the Robot, which is actually very good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, you know um, it's a really informative podcast. I think you'd like. It's called The Assembly Line. It's about NES homebrew. <laughs> Anyways, so what are you buying? What are you playing, Tyler? NES Homebrew. <laughs> Gee, what am I buying? Oh, so eBay had that 20% off coupon, which as far as I know is the best sale eBay has ever had. Ever. Like, that mm-hmm. was insane, right? Everyone took advantage of that, I mm-hmm. hope. Yeah, so the two big things I got, I got Harvest Moon on Super Nintendo, which I never bought because the concept of it being a rare game or an expensive game has never been like on my radar because two of my friends had it as a kid and I played it all the time. So I never wanted to shell out like $60 and $100 and $200 for it. So I got Harvest Moon and then uh, Troubleshooter on Genesis, which has awesome box art. Yeah, Troubleshooter's awesome. I mean, those are the things I bought. I I don't know. Did I say I bought Chrono Trigger? Kind of the same deal with Harvest Moon there. Too common. That I didn't want yeah. to shell out money for it until uh, until I got those eBay sales going on. Those and just some little uncommon pickups. Genesis crap. You've yeah. played Chrono Trigger before though, right? I played the DS version for the first okay. time. Right. Yeah, that's a great game, though. Obviously, yeah. Uh, all right, and um, Stefan, what about you? What did, What did you buy? Uh, since the last time I was on this podcast, I bought uh, six sets. Um, <laughs> no, like recently. <laughs> we, we talked recently. Couple good pickups. Uh, again, with the the eBay sale there, I was racking my brain and like, what's like the one game that like is expensive, but I wouldn't normally ever like care enough about it to buy it at full price. So I ended up picking up a copy of a uh, sculptor's cut for the N64. 
Nice. Yeah, a little over 200 bucks. That was pretty good. All right. Oh, and uh, I recently, when I was finishing off the Xbox set, this was within the last, last couple of weeks, too, um, I, uh, I got a um, CIB copy of Steel Battalion, and when I showed up uh, to the guy's house, I was like, hey, you got anything else? He indeed had something else. He had a lot of something else. Uh, I ended up uh, walking away with a like a bunch of PS2, a bunch of PS1, a bunch of Dreamcast. Enough Dreamcast that I am actually thinking about Dreamcast being my next set. Um, oh, so yeah, it was a. Is this where me and Johnny have to have an intervention? It was a really, it was a really solid. Wait, this is where you're gonna have an intervention? We just had, ca- talked for an hour about my 3DO set, and now we're gonna have an no, intervention 3DO, over 3DO Dreamcast. Cool. That's obscure and cool and. Dreamcast, just a bunch of freaking ports and Sega games. You have Xbox. Xbox is like Dreamcast, but better. Why do you need Dreamcast now? That that's fair. Anyway, it's just a thought. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been. That's what yeah, I bought he, recently. He got some sweet deals, and then I was like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "Yeah, you want any of this PlayStation stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Full price." <laughs> I was like, "It's not what? true." It was. He was like, "This <laughs> game goes for sixty. I'll give it to you for fifty-five. Cut <laughs> you a sweet friend I said, deal." I believe I said fifty. Yeah. Fifty in trade credit. <laughs> Johnny sends me my games for free. Oh wait, no, Johnny doesn't send me. I have free. a stack of stuff for you. Wow. Don't don't bring it up again. You'll make me seem like a bad friend. I'm a, I, know, I am a bad friend. Two podcasts in a row because oh I, no, this I has been like this. this has been since Portland. Oh, since wow. we were in Portland together yeah. is when I bought this item and was supposed to send it to him, which is in a box. I just need to go to a post office. It's been uh, it's the shame of my existence at the moment. Cowlitz Second Adventure. It gets it gets ad free advertising every time I bring it up on the show. I think there's only five copies left in the current print run. The immortal John Hancock would thank you. Yeah, Ugh. I I I mean I, I've met him and there's nothing really against him, but I hate that he calls himself the immortal John Hancock. It's like I want to stab him in the heart and so he'd be like, nah, uh-uh, <laughs> nah, uh-uh. you're yeah. dying. That's your life falling out of you. Show me you're immortal. No, just... he, he like posted about going to the doctors on on Facebook the other day, and I made some smeg comment about him not being immortal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it just like I, I it's like you know like pulpy comic booky yeah. the incredible it's, it's, it's fine, it's fine. It's but fine. I mean every time I hear it I'm just like I'm not calling you that yeah it's fine yeah uh, call me the inconceivable John no, I'm not doing that no one calls you that it's it's like that dragster guy who had the nickname the king of video games and it ended up he made up that nickname for himself right I, it 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 feels a little like that though I don't think he. Maybe he didn't call himself that. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about it. He, he, someone could have gifted him that name. Yeah. Um, anyways, there's a lot of things I like about him. Like he does charity work. He was a teacher. You know, they're generally a nice guy. Yeah. So I, 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 I make these comments, but uh, I actually feel no ill will towards the person. I just think that as a naming convention is strange. We kid because we care. Right. What I bought. Nothing exciting, and I can. Show Stefan here my eBay page as we look at a bunch of bulk PS1 stuff. That's what I spent my coupon money on. Yeah. Just bulk PS1. Got I, a lot of it. Yeah, I, I hate spending money on bulk games and like the shipping. So I found some deals on that and um, I helped my friend and got him some stuff he needed. But the best thing I got was point blank one with the gun con, the big box. Uh, so that was exciting. And Namco Museum Volume 2 for the PlayStation 1, which if you didn't know, there's five volumes, and it spells out Namco. And the first one is cheap, and the third one is cheap, and the rest of them are kind of expensive for reasons. For reasons. That's all. That's, that's all fair. I got. Sounds about right. Yeah, so that's what I bought, and there's currently another like 8% eBay 
8% back in eBay bucks. I don't know why all these sales have been happening, but... Probably because they made a boatload on the 20% one. Yeah, I probably. Imagine. Like, hey, this is a great this idea. Let's do this every day. Buying and selling. So potentially they could be losing 16% on a sale here again, meaning they could be in the red on sales again, which is just... It, yeah, but the, but they're making all these sales that they wouldn't normally... Like, I would have never bought... Uh, there would have been no sale had they not had that coupon off of my buy, right? So, like... Yeah, it does make me worry, though, because there's been, like, there's been, like, the 10% offers. There's been more than I've ever seen. So it makes me, like... Is eBay in trouble? Is eBay like how is just, that? I don't like, know. I can't even imagine I a, a world in which that would be true. I know, but they like I worry about like what their model looks like now that they lost things like PayPal and stuff and like they're losing those percentages. Like, does that mean bigger fees coming later? That's the kind of stuff I worry about when I see these sales, but you should still definitely take advantage of. And that's raw speculation with no basis in any kind of fact. So I have no insider information or anything. You heard it so, first. Johnny yeah. Uchi yeah. says eBay's going eBay's bankrupt. Crashing. Yep. Yeah. First Toys R Us and now eBay. Yeah. Uh, pour one out for my homie Toys I, R Us. I know, right? Well, also, also be careful with all these sales because if you're getting twenty percent off some buy it now, you're gonna buy that stupid ten percent overpriced buy it now. So this is kind of pushing up game prices if they're having all these sales at once. Yeah, although I, I feel like at least for the twenty percent one, I don't think any, enough people saw it coming. That I don't think people were tailoring their stores to it. No, I, I don't I, think I they don't... were tailoring their stores to it. But like the troubleshooter I bought, it was like a two hundred dollar buy it now, and that game it's like one sixty, one seventy. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll get it since I'm going to get it for 20% off. People are always pushing the envelope on that. It, it, it is crazy because what won't reflect in the buy it nows is that people got 20% off. So exactly. uh, if you did, you should not like, you shouldn't pay more just because you have the 20% off. Uh, that's I strong or like the 8% back. I should, I encourage everyone who listens to keep looking for actual market price and getting that and trying to even get lower and use those to like really capitalize and get deals, not to make it just a basic price. Unless it's like the only reason to like do that kind of stuff is this one is pristine condition, uh, you know, yeah, or it's my last one of a set or or whatever, you know, outliers, but a lot of people use it as justification and you should really avoid that kind of behavior in purchasing in general, because that leads into some mistakes. And that would also technically drive the market up for that right because it's yeah the sale from an aggregate site an aggregate site like video, uh game value now wouldn't see the 20 percent off so right. it, would, it would it's a full price sale as far as they're right. concerned. yeah exactly and that's a uh, video game price charting which might be the same did i say it right for the first time ever i think so <laughs> wow all right uh yeah so beware of that in the overall pricing market so that's just a thing to be aware of that could happen from this stuff but um that was that was a good thing to bring up tyler but I hope everyone got to take advantage of these things. And then when you see those coupons that are like 8% buying and selling, that's when you really get hard on your best offers because then those people are like, oh, I guess I'm getting that 8% back in eBay bucks, so who cares? So that's that's really when I attack uh, best offers. Yeah. So I made like 10 best offers today and got nine of them. So. Nice. Oh, yeah. And Whoa, I forgot about that. All right. There's a yeah. there's a bootleg copy of Ninja Gaiden 3. I'm going to go throw a best offer on that, Johnny. Right. There you go. Uh, Tyler, what have you played? Uh, Well, I said last week I was trying to beat Galactic Attack on Saturn, and I beat it. That is a great shooter. Um, But it's a shooter, and I don't know how to describe, like, bullet patterns and ships coming at you with words, so I'm just not going to talk about that. I'm I'm bad at that, too. Um, We need to bring in someone who knows about uh, shoot-em-ups. All right. What I am... I did start uh, Metroid, 
So I played Zero Mission when that came out on GBA, which that it's Metroid, it's but it's just yeah, good. it's just kind of the Metroid map in the Metroid Fusion engine. And since I played that, I've kind of just been lying to myself, and I'm like, yeah, I've played Metroid, just like Johnny lies to himself by saying, yeah, I have a complete NES set. Um, I do yeah. have a complete NES set. That, <laughs> is there a stadium event on my shelves? No. There is. Nope. There, there is actually. Nope. It's a repro, but it's there. <laughs> And I, I don't actually go around saying I have a complete NES you, set. You told me. You tell people that, and then if you think they're in the know, you give them the caveat. That's, I never said that. That is never words that came out of my mouth. Uh, rewording people's words is like a collector's quest standby. Like, we do that here. Uh, we, we do that to make people look bad. Yes, we do. Uh, that's a favorite game of mine, but I never said those words. And I won't allow you to use my games against me. I'm using your lack of games against you, actually. Okay, well, that's fine, too. Point is, I don't say that, and I don't care that I don't own it. You know I don't care. I, I know. Like, I know you don't care. That's why I can give you crap about it because I yeah. know you don't care. Yeah, Stefan, what have what have you played? Anything recently? I know you stream from time to time. Yeah, uh, I played um, the DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn, which is probably my favorite game of this generation. And uh, so, yeah, if you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, do that. It's amazing. Uh, I've also been playing. So I'm secretly bad, not secretly, I'm just bad at video games, and I've decided that I'm going to beat Castlevania for the first time ever, Hell so yeah. I've been working on that during my lunches at work. Uh, I, I like hauled in a CRT to work and an NAS to work, and I'm sitting there on my lunches playing uh, Castlevania, which is great because, you know, the NES is, is uh, there's virtually nothing in it, so you can leave it on forever. Or and, you could have uh, just brought a, <laughs> your NES Classic. It's not the same. You could have brought your NES Classic and saved hauling a like nope. 200 pound TV into your office nope. and bearing, embarrassing yourself in front of coworkers. No, everyone, all my coworkers. I work at a video game company. Everybody thinks it's cool. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I've been playing uh, the first Castlevania in my uh, time at, at lunch. Nerd. At work. How far are you getting? Are you just getting to death and he's ending all your runs or what? No, uh, the so I, I'm having trouble getting past Frankenstein right really? now. Really, he's yeah. kicking my You just ass gotta out. learn the the jump. Pattern. No, I understand that, but but yeah, that's, hide uh, on the left, uh, behind the block. I'm just saying. Are you getting the? There's either like a ham or a heart hidden in a block right before him. Are you getting? Yeah, that? there is. Yeah, okay. I found that one. What really frustrates me is that I uh, I like was the first time getting there. I was very meticulous about uh, keeping the um, the stopwatch power oh, forget up that. for Frankenstein, and it actually doesn't work on Frankenstein. Oh. Whoops! Yeah, boomerang for life. Yeah, boomerang and potions. No, boomerang? Are you calling the crosses boomerangs? Is that what they're yeah, actually called? Yeah, no, I think they're crosses. I okay. just always called the boomerang because it it is that distinctive plus sign shape of a boomerang. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Like, didn't you ever have like foam boomerangs as a kid? Like yeah. they made the oh, the Nerf right. ones. Yeah, they were cross shaped. Yeah. yeah. And if you if you if I were to reference the crosses from Castlevania, in my mind, I'm thinking about the ones that like clear. Yeah. The exactly. screen. Yeah. Tyler, well, I, we cut you off a little bit. So you're playing Metroid on the NES now. Oh yeah. Uh, so I mean, I've started Metroid like a dozen times, and every time I play, you know, I play Metroid for two hours, and then I die, and I'm totally lost, and you start out with thirty health, and it's just a, a nightmare, basically. So I started uh, making I mean, just my a third grid grade map. self had no problem with it. I don't know why you're struggling. What because we were better at video games when we were in third grade. I said as a third grader, I didn't struggle with it at all. 
Yeah, well, now that I'm making a map, like, I'm not having a trouble with it at all. I'm, I'm probably about halfway through the game, and because I've played so many other Metroid games, I know all the Metroid tropes, like, okay, bomb everything, I know how to do, you know, bomb, morph ball bomb jumps and all that, and kind of nothing has roadblocked me at all in this game, and I'm breezing through it, so I'm waiting to... uh to see if this game ever gets hard or if I've just kind of been intimidated it, by it for so many not, years for no reason. It's not that hard. Like, a lot of it is just the exploration and the and the discovery of the game. Um, yeah. Some of it gets annoying, but no, it's not that hard of a game. The, I love Metroid. It's one of my favorite games for the Nintendo. I love Zero Mission, though. The Mega Man series has uh, reminded me that I was a much better gamer in fourth grade. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you also had time, uh, yeah. which I don't have now to, to put up with bullshit jump off jump down and then there just be spikes there and they're just like gotcha bitch <laughs> you're like what is that like why would you you there's no way for me to react to that i just died because i jumped too far to the right yep. i hate those moments in games <laughs> pattern recognition asshole yeah. Yeah, good. So, you're like I, there was no time for me to recognize the pattern they're like yeah get <laughs> fucked waste that life and start from the beginning you're like, I hate you. And that's replayability. Yeah, back well, then in, it really the, was. I understand that now, so I'm way better at games now. When I was a kid, yeah. I, that would happen, and I'd be like, screw this, I'm just going to go play Sonic 2. I can beat that in like a second. Like, I, would n- yeah. I wouldn't put up with any frustration as a kid. Now I'm totally willing to put up with BS. Yeah, it's, it's nonsense. I... Did I play anything? I feel like I played some video games. Do you play your games? I do play video games. I just you. beat... The Evil Within. Huh. Did I say that on the last? I think I said it on the last episode. I beat it. Now you I should have beaten The Evil Within two by now. I just started that one. I haven't had a an s load of time. I've been watching some movies lately, so like my free time at night has been has been that instead. Any good Shelley Duvall stuff? No, sh- no good Shelley Duvall stuff. Like I just watched Annihilation, and that was pretty good. Enjoyed that. I watched I Tonya. Was that like going through the Oscar stuff? We saw Red Sparrow, by the way. It was very good. Yeah. yeah, I've been watching Master Chef Junior. I I like uh, I like spy movies, but I heard that one was only okay. But I, I'll probably still watch because I like spy movies. Go watch Tinker T- Taylor Soldier Spy, excellent movie. Also Gary Oldman. That's the other thing I watched. I watched uh, uh, The Darkness Within. Oh God, what's it called? I'm, I'm getting the name wrong. It's the Winston Churchill movie. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, I went with Gary Oldman, and he's great, uh, and that's why he won an Oscar. So for the first time, by the way, I know, which, which is, is weird. A crime. It's right. a crime. I was like, he didn't win for Dracula. Like, what's <laughs> Well, Dracula is never going to win because it had Keanu, who yeah. I like in like one of his worst performances of all time. My dearest Mina <laughs> Harker, I write to you today from Count Dracula's castle. It's so bad. It's he is Keanu. Love him so much in so many things. But God, is he dreadful in that movie? Just dreadful. And Gary Oldman is amazing. And Winona Wider wasn't great, but Anthony Hopkins was really good. And and the and the Dracul costume, like the the red oh, yeah. mask and everything. Well, I think he did win for makeup that Yeah, movie. he looked he was amazing. Um anyways, love Gary Oldman and so many things. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he finally won an Oscar. This is not a movie podcast though, so we don't need to get into all the I after Oscars happen I like to go through and, and watch all those movies. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I don't even know. Are you talking about Bram Stoker's Dracula from like 1992? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, great pinball machine. Never seen the movie. Yep. Uh, except I hate the Dracula toy in that thing. It looks so ugly. Oh, yeah. In the coffin. Foam like the doll. weird half coffin. It's so dumb. Yeah. Right. So dumb. We could talk about the Super Nintendo game. That would bring it back. Oh, the yeah, Sega CD there, game. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, it's also a two-pack in, in Sega CD with Frankenstein, right? Oh, wow. It Mary Shelley's? Stefan, you don't have a Sega CD set. Go get not, that. Not Shelly so Duvall. Cool. Like not Shelly Duvall's <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> not, not, not that. Mary Shelley Duvall's <laughs> Frankenstein is a movie I would watch. It's a Frankenstein's <laughs> life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, anyways, I'm playing a little bit of The Evil Within 2. And uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. And anything else? We got anything else? Let's sign it off. All right, Tyler, where can we find you? Um, default Gen on Instagram. And uh, I and, guess Nintendo Age, because I'm there a lot too. And, and on all the ages and Game PZ, all the places we can find you at Default Gen. Sure. That's Default Gen, J E N. It's not, <laughs> not true. Yeah, like the, you can like find the guy Archon in the Dark Turtle Crystal. on Instagram at Archon yeah. Turtle. Yeah, no, that would be uh, Archon, A R C H O N, 1981 on Instagram. Uh, and I believe I'm just archon on nintendo age should you want to find me there yep but he was formerly archon underscore turtle right. if you didn't uh if you got confused on your feed what happened that that that's it but you shouldn't have because i posted about it like a bunch yeah but the way the feed works that who knows if they ever saw that post. No, that's fair. uh and i am johnny underscore iucci that's j-o-h-n-n-y underscore i-u-c-c-i thank you very much for listening hope you enjoyed it give us some feedback and uh i'll say it here even though uh, Tyler's going to say at the beginning of the episode, if you like what we're doing here and you enjoy the podcast, the thing you can do right now that still helps us the most is go to iTunes and give us a generous five-star rating or four-star. Uh, I mean, preferably five-star because I, I hope you appreciate it uh, with that much effort, with with five stars worth of, of your heart. That's how much I hope you appreciate our podcast. And if not, then maybe just uh, do what your mom said. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's not what my mom said. Oh, your mom is a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and that's all we got time for. Good Yay. night. Shut up, Tyler. Great. What? what oh. <laughs> Just. <laughs>